what's going on everybody it is thursday i don't have a calendar up thursday december 9th and you have found the pinwheels and ivy podcast i am your host Southside Zoe, aka father Zoe, aka locked out Zoe. and with me as always mr aldo soto guys we even even with the lockout we're like in full like free agent rumor mode right now it's unbelievable it, it is interesting how much stuff is still circulating around. Not as much as it would be, obviously, if it wasn't a lockout, but right. there's still some meat on the bone. And the good Reverend K. Fitz. Um, according to sources, uh, a major league team is interested in a good player to acquire potentially via signing when the lockout ends. I don't so, believe you. Anyways. Um, liar. <laughs> I, I had to break that just now. Teams are interested. Also, it was very clear that uh, I'm interested in Kate Beckinsale, uh, but that doesn't mean that uh, I'm going to sign her. So So we actually do got, I think this is going to be a really fun show for you guys this week. Um, Of course, we are on time the first week of the lockout when we don't have any baseball stuff to talk about. It's the first time we're on time. Getting in the ship up right now. Are we? Um, Hey, the Cubs and Sox got some minor leaguers today. Got some rule rule five draft. There's a rule five draft going on, but uh, we do got, you know, some stuff to talk about. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. Um, If you're watching us live, please feel free to jump in the comment section, uh, ask questions, any and all questions. Doesn't have to be about baseball. We'll be answered tonight. Um, as you notice, I'm in a new background, so I apologize if there's any mic feedback. I got kicked out of my office because my wife has to get her master's. Well, it, is a, it is a very sexy painting that you have blurred behind you, though. It looks like a man and a woman at a bar. Oh, yeah. We, is that how you and the, and the Mrs. met? Was that, is, that a, is that a first moment? Yeah, we classy up in this bitch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can ask Bears questions. I really don't give a shit what you guys ask. We just want to talk to you guys. Yeah, we just want to, yeah, the, for, <laughs> finally, for the first time ever, we'll welcome Bears questions, whatever. Um, I don't know shit about MLS, but. Yeah, so here we are, everybody. Uh, well, actually, let's do the official. Let's tap this keg. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantes or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on the boy. As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you download the mobile app, turn on push notifications. Uh, Bears, Hawks, Cubs, Sox, uh, Sky, uh, UFC, everything is covered. Uh, make sure you turn those on. You'll be the push notifications come out right away. Be the first one of your friends, family to know what's going on in the world of Chicago sports. Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you get that mobile application. Um, 
Mr. Han really wants you to know you have no chance with Kate Beckinsale. Um, uh, sorry, should... bud. I think you have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here we are. We're locked out. Locked say, out. It's Mr. Hand, my God. The uh, the billionaires didn't like the way the millionaires were doing things, so they took their ball and went home and told them there's no baseball for right now. I'm still standing strong on my opinion, theory, whatever you want to call it, that the 2022 season will start on time. I think this shit gets worked out. I really do. Um, but, yeah, because of the stoppage, you know, we had that – crazy NBA-like barrage of free agent signings, and it was a lot of fun for like 48 hours, um, and then it just stopped. We were just cut off. It was like they pumped us full of high-end drugs, and then we're like, all right, peace. So that was really cool, Dom. Uh, <laughs> a lot of heavy petting. And yeah. You have to just go back home alone. Yep, it's just like, mm, that was that was cool. It was like we fell in love with the stripper. Anyways... Uh, <laughs> But she gave me a free dance. She told me her real name. Um, <laughs> I can save you. Anyways. <laughs> I'm Miss Diamond. What? What's her real so, name? We did have a Rule 5 draft. Um, I did not see who the Cubs took. Did you guys? I think they did take somebody, right? It's a lefty from the Giants. Big Beard. Big Beard. Um, what was that? Menez? Mm-hmm. Throws about a 92, another soft thrower. Just another bullpen guy. This is what the Cubs do. Yep. We can shout out the Cubs all we want. But they, just, they just fawn random guys. They, they might only be good for a year, but they'll be good for a year. He has decent yeah. numbers, too. I mean, he actually doesn't have bad numbers. In his two, or they'll two pick him up and trade him to the Rays, and he'll win a Cy Young. Either way, yeah, it could happen. Uh, the White Sox made one pick to the guy, uh, Moses Castillo. Uh, shortstop, he was in the Cardinals organization. He is 6'1", 170 pounds, bats ready, throws ready. Uh, his career in the minor leagues, um, he never got above double-A so far. He's got just over 1,000 at-bats. He's in 239, 329, slugging 327, has 13 home runs. Watch out, Tim Anderson. You learned, you learned so much about him in that he can spell voice. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Uh, Auto tunes numbers. Yes, the uh, the one guy that everybody knows that was uh, picked up is the Dodgers. Carson Fulmer, man, yeah. guy just won't go away. He, uh, yeah. Speaking of nights with strippers, he just keeps coming up. Um, I mean, you know what's gonna happen though. Dodgers, White Sox, World Series. Carson no. Fulmer comes in to win the game six. Carson Fulmer is just going to have like a solid year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he's on the he'll Dodgers. Have like a, he'll have like a 3.7 ERA. He'll make like 43 appearances. He'll be fine. And then Sox yeah. fans will get mad, even though Carson Fulmer just wasn't ever good. This man is like the baseball cat. He has more than nine lives. He just keeps getting work. I mean, I don't know how or what happens, but the man. You know why? It doesn't matter what sport it is. I know baseball has like, well, before the last couple of years, they have like 40 something rounds or whatever. But what is he? You can always say he has first round talent. First, White Sox, he owes a lot. He owes a lot to the White Sox for that. So uh, shout out to friend of the show, Jordan Lazowski. 
Uh, your boy lives to ride another day. Um, <laughs> I miss the makeup table too, Jack. But um, yeah, that's oh. wild, dude. I can't believe he. Uh, yeah, we get we get some hard hitting <laughs> in here, Fitz. Yeah, hope you're right. <laughs> that's 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 what Kevin is on. Just go right in. All right, we'll dive right into the Q and A. First question. Here we go. Did did Reverend pop the question yet? It's a little early for that. <laughs> but I know that she, so I know that she doesn't listen to this show. Let's see how how ready you get, Kevin. I know that she doesn't listen to this show, so I can say this. And, and she's not at home yet, thank goodness. Um, but yeah, yeah. So the Adele tickets went on sale uh, here for her Adele limited engagement, and they were allegedly rumored to be two thousand dollars a pop, but they were actually like it starts in the eighty-five dollar range. Not too bad, but you had to be in a lottery. And so I was in the lottery. We didn't make it to the lottery. We lost both of us. So. I got to try and track down some of these tickets, but the goal is to get the tickets, take her to dinner that night for the Adele show. But before we go to the Adele show, Oh, so this is happening. Have her buy my meal. So, um, it would oh. really suck if this is the one episode she does listen to. Yeah, she's like, oh, well, I'll check out. Maybe it's, maybe it's misdirection. I'm going to have a, a pug dressed as a unicorn shit all over the carpet at her work and surprise the shit out of her. I don't know. Uh, a lot of things that I can really, oh, there's a lot on the table here, but yeah, no, no, it's coming soon. Actually, there will be a, there will be a, um, soon to be Mrs. Fiddler very soon. So yeah, that's happening. Boom! Breaking news. Okay. I like that. Who says we talk can't about, yeah, talk news? about the hot stove. I may may no longer be on the free agent wire, but I might still end up on waivers if I'm not fucking careful. <laughs> hot stove and food residents. I like it. We're still breaking news out here. Um, another question in the comments: Is Aldo double as a stand-in for Anthony Rendon? Probably. I wish, I had, same, I wish I had his paycheck. Probably have the same batting average. <laughs> do, um, do people forget remember Anthony Rendon's contract it's ridiculous and he was he was injured and then like kind of not that good <laughs> no, he, was, he was not that good <laughs> Yump just wins Yump just won the night already yeah, he loves screenshots I love it too did you see it yep oh god so those of you that are watching at home check out uh, Yumpert Lil Yumpert account <laughs> if you haven't We've got ourselves a winner here. I mean, we got we got to tag uh, Jordan then. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, we'll start. So we put the bet signal out, if you will, uh, out on Twitter, asking people for questions. Again, questions about anything. And as we're answering these questions, if you think of something and want to put it in the comment section, please do. If you listen to this podcast on any one of the various platforms and you're not able to watch the live show, uh, please feel free to shoot us a DM or tweet at us at Pinwheels Ivy Pod, and we'll get to it next week. We got a couple months here, fellas. This thing—I think this thing's going at least to February. No. We survived the COVID. We, we have to do another food movie draft. We can—we can always—we all evolve. No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing here. another draft on the show again. I already won too many drafts. Yeah, and we're not. Just, I'm just not. Doing that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we start with the Cubs question. I'll draft the chimp movie. Uh, from Dave Byer, his, his handle is at Verbin Emil. Uh, it's a three-parter, a three-parter right out the gate. Does it start with uh, long-time listener, first-time caller? Because if not, fuck it. It should. Uh, but one, when will Nico have a healthy season? Do you want me to ask all three questions and we'll break it down? Or do you want to go one by one? I'll just, do, just do all three. We'll, uh, all right. we'll break it down after. When will Nico have a healthy season? Number two, how many Chicago Cubs will Javi tag out, and will the number be more or less than the number of times he avoids a Cub player tagging him? 
Alright, I'll follow it. And three, estimated number of home runs against the Cubs by Bryant Rizzo, Baez, and Schwarber in 22. Okay. Although, which one, which of the three would you like to handle? And I'll handle yeah, whatever we, crumbs are we, like. We and they're wheat thins, by the way. They're wheat thins. They're not Triscuits. Fuck a Triscuit. I'll take the first one because it's the easiest one to answer. When will Nico have a healthy season? Fuck if we know. <laughs> Hopefully, 2022. Yeah, I like Nico Horner. You know, he, he fits the player prototype that I typically root for. Um, I hope he can stay healthy. I We never wish for injury for anyone on this show, but injuries are impossible to predict. Uh, hopefully, he spends his offseason uh, strengthening up what he needs to strengthen up, and he's ready to go. So that's, I, that's the only answer I can think of for that question. But uh, number two, how many Cubs will Javi tag out and will it be more or less than the number of times he avoids a Cub player tagging him? Yes. Um, my audio. I apologize oh. for my audio. <laughs> yeah, do they so play where are you? Like, where did he move to? The, like hell? <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks. No, I don't know what's going on. I'm literally closer to the modem here. I'm going to bounce while you guys answer this question. I'll come back. <laughs> it's auto-tune Zoe. I, I thought it was just like, oh, I must have a terrible connection. Zoe sounds like a fucking robot from like a 1950s movie. No. It, it, sounds, it actually sounds like Neo when he like get, actually gets swallowed up by the mirror. The <laughs> digital sound. Speaking of the Matrix, it's coming out this. I'm going to go see the Matrix on the big screen Saturday night, actually. That'll be fun. <laughs> The original. Anyway, yeah. So, I mean, do the Cubs even play the Tigers, by the way? Is that, I guess we should no, preface. I don't think so. Is that any better? So, I would say the, uh, the answer would be zero. Zero, yeah. Zero. Uh, didn't they just play the NL Central last year? So, or the AL Central? Yeah, I think other than the White Sox, I think they're moving on to, they, they're going to the, uh, I think the Yankees this year. They play the Yankees and the Red Sox because the, the Yankees are playing in Chicago and the Red Sox are playing in. Uh, playing the Cubs in Boston. I actually was talking to my girlfriend about going to watch them because her friend uh, lives in Boston now. So we have a place to crash. She can get tickets. Um, so, yeah. So hopefully, uh, that's a, well, hopefully we'll get like a number, like if they meet in the World Series. Is it better now? Yes. All right. And yes, I have worse Wi Fi. Me and my Sox Summer split the bill. So I mean, you guys keep having more things in common. Yes. And it's scary. <laughs> it is actually petrifying so yeah i don't know how i don't think they play each other at all yeah no so. not in 2022 no, again 20. unless there's a world series matchup but this one's Tiger interesting show. 2022 mark it down throw the bets Re- down rematch, rematch of 45 Woo! this one's interesting <laughs> how many homers against the cubs by bryant rizzo rizzo Baez, and schwarber well Baez on the tigers so, so, so none. None schwarber there. will probably i think schwarber's gonna end up in the al still um, I think Rizzo, I think actually the only one I think you could probably count on is KB. And I, it depends yeah. if, it's, if it's a team in the West, then I say the answer would be maybe one or two because you may get six games tops or anywhere. Unless in the he signs with like an AL West team. Yeah. Then it's, it might be zero again. It might be zero again. <laughs> Very well. I mean, uh, yeah. If he, you know, loads in with like Seattle or whatever, but if he goes to the Rockies, <laughs> like 26, yeah, goes to the Rockies. There'll be at least forty-seven home runs hit in one weekend. I have a, be- I have a better Rizzo question. Like, will Anthony Rizzo end up with more NFTs, or like, will he have more money made with <laughs> NFTs or his next contract? 
Will his crypto go to the moon? To the moon. <laughs> to the moon. I did not count me count me in for a guy that did not see Anthony Rizzo becoming a crypto bro. Oh no! When it, he's anti-vax, I mean, he's not getting vaxxed. There's a lot of crypto crypto uh, anti. Uh, I mean, uh, that just seemed out of nowhere. I was like, okay. All right, so, I, yeah. know I, I know I froze, but I came back. Is it better now? Uh, it didn't fix your face. No, that's um, no. You're getting, the important thing is uh, you're not. You don't sound. I've been trying to fix that face for thirty something years. <laughs> baseball, or whatever. That's a really great question. There was also a really good story in sports mockery. Hold on, um, hold on. Time appeared. Out. Stay Before on task. Movie. We can't jump questions. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, hey. It's very All right. I like, well, this, I like this one from Love Kevin. It. So yeah. which one is this one? So the All next right, one Kevin. in line here. Are you doing the, so this is directed directly to Fids oh. from um, White Sox Truther Hates MLB Owners at Sam R33V3S. <laughs> uh, Mary Fuck Hill for K Fids okay. only. Okay. Chris Bryant, Ian Happ. Kyle Schwarber. Okay. Well, um, I mean, we obviously know that there's, you know, that I'm, I'm married for money. So uh, I am a gold digger. Um, so I'm going to have to, the guy that has the most money. Um, and uh, um, and it will be really easy to not have to move because he lives like right down the street. So we'll, we'll go. You're going to say Chris Bryant. Yeah, I'm going to marry Chris. Um, <laughs> you know, and when I went to Chicago for, uh, uh, back in June, and I was I went to the White Sox game. One of the funniest parts about my weekend was my girlfriend, her best friend, brought some of his friends, and and and, and uh, he's a nice gay man, and his he brought his nice gay friend, and his gay friend. I walked in, and I swear to God, it was Kyle Schwarber. So for the whole weekend, I told this guy he was gay, Kyle Schwarber. He showed me his baseball swing. I said okay. Then he showed me his dance moves, which I thought really were reminiscent of Kyle Schwarber as a uh, as a swing uh, dancer and singer in his choir back in high school. Uh, game good fence, really good dude. So like the, the running back, running gag all weekend, gay Kyle Schwarber. So I guess, you know, I'm familiar with that. He's a really good beard. Uh, so I guess I'll have to fuck Kyle Schwarber. Um, and then, uh, um, he'll be the bottom though. And then we've got, uh, uh sorry, Ian Happ. Power bottom. Power bottom. Yeah. A beard bottom. Um, and then a uh, bear bottom, even if you want, if you will. Um, but, uh, you know, sorry, Ian, you're a nice guy, but, uh, of those three, I got a red wedding the fuck out of you, buddy. Sorry. You know? That's actually really surprising. I thought you were going to bang Ian Happ and kill Kyle Schwarber. Ian's too small. He'd be a spinner. That's not. That's just not going to work. Kyle Schwarber would instantly. He wouldn't die. No. Kevin would die. Yeah, right. With, with Kyle, it feels like I didn't have a choice. Yeah, uh-huh. that's true. Okay, fair enough. Um, from good friend of the show, Mailman Jack. What's the best Pringles flavor, and why is it? The relatively hard to find ranch. So Jack is saying ranch is the best Pringles flavor. Pringles, best flavor, your thoughts. I mean, I like sour cream and onion. I'm a sour cream and onion guy too, man. I'm a sour cream and onion guy. Unfortunately, unfortunately, a few years ago, whatever oil it is that they use, for the first time, it like hit me. I'm like, fuck, I can't just eat. I can't just like knock out an entire can in one Hold sitting on. anymore. Time out, Matt. False. We're switching up between the ones on the screen and the ones that people asked before the show. Carry on. You are on the Facebook, but these are also coming from the Twitters. Mm-hmm. Right, I was just saying, I, I'm like, I've got, I've gotten to the age where I can't just eat entire can of Pringles anymore. Oh, I definitely can, and I'm over there. Totally yeah, I hope I get my hands stuck at the bottom. Yeah, that like, is, oh, that's gotta, rookie like, numbers. All you gotta get those right. numbers up. Yeah. You gotta get those numbers up. You need to don't hold yourself back. I can right. I can eat the extra flavoring hot Cheetos, but not not Pringles. 
Honestly, guys, here's here because I can't do that. Maybe I'm disgusting. I could be disgusting here, but I will take Pringles with a, a plate with <laughs> ketchup all over it. Dip the Pringles in the ketchup. Yes. Happy, happy man. Happy man. Hold on. Pringles I will address this. I have time tonight. Matt. Oh, what's the question? Matt, what was the question? Yeah, Matt, what, what is right your question, now? dude? What is it? We have, I have Twitter pulled up literally right here. Matt, I don't see you. Matt? Matt, drop your Twitter handle. Your handle. We're, we're making our way through here. All in order. Brew handle. You're not brew handle, Luke. But we're going to answer Bruhan uh, Luke's question Maine? next. Chigirian Prince? Is that, uh, is that it's Wayne? Bruhan Luke asks, let's get back to the questions. Bruhan Luke asks, college football, who wins the natty and who's the next Oregon coach? Lane Keffen. And question marks. So we'll start with who wins the natty. Who you guys got winning the winning national championship? <laughs> Bama. I mean, I was gonna say it's. This I mean, is, they just they just find a fucking way. It seems like sometimes these good things seem to happen to people. I know, I know they lost their their, uh, their their best wide receiver, but I mean, Georgia Georgia was, Georgia was allowing like six points a game. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and Alabama dropped like forty. I'm like nothing. I was gonna say it's really Bama's quarterback looks like he's like absolutely rolling right now. I, yeah. I like Michigan, and this is coming from a Notre Dame fan. I really like how Michigan's played this year. That Hutchinson dude's an absolute fucking beast. They run the ball well. Um, They run the ball really well, but Bama throws out 98% NFL caliber players. I mean, it's just – it's the greatest coach of all time. It's hard for me not to say Bama. Yeah. I just – you figure he's going to – he's going to figure it out. I mean, with Georgia, since he's – I feel bad for Cincinnati. But you know what? This is an opportunity – Again, just like they always come. First off, let's make sure we clarify on this. Every single goddamn semifinal game in these playoffs have been and have consistently been blowouts. Yes. No matter who the hell is there. So after this year, with you can't blame Notre Dame, and two teams get run out uh, in the semifinals because, of course, they paired up. They didn't want to give Georgia and Bama uh, the first round together. Um, when you see two teams get boat raced, now we're going to say we can't blame Notre Dame. It's just there are two superior teams every year that are just heads above everybody else. You're very rare. You're going to get three teams that are that elite. Um, and so, yeah, I think that I, I mean, Georgia could do it, but I, I I think that Bama a second time, oh, no. I have a confession. As a Notre Dame fan, I really hope Michigan gets absolutely fucking rolled in the first round. Just so all the Michigan fans that give Notre Dame fans shit about how they get steamrolled every year, which they do, it was – 100% deserving. It would just be nice to be on the, the other side of that. Anyways, yeah, Matt, we're going to – Hold on. Overrated. Time out. We're answering Matt's question now. We got you, Matt. We got you. Matt's question says, how realistic do you think Correa or Bryant really? Do you really think Hoyer makes a big statement or is it Trevor Story? Trevor Story would be a pretty big statement too. I, I know. <laughs> we were talking about like literally yeah, a month story. ago. No, no. <laughs> Forget about a month. If we were talking two weeks ago and you told like heaven and me, hey, Cubs are going to end up with Marcus Strowman and Trevor Story as their two big moves, I'd be like, let's go. Yes. I think any, team, be would. I think two, any team would. Huge moves. Um, um, the Correa one, I just, again, even with the Marcus Strowman, we do have to take a step back. And after thinking about it over a week, it still is a short-term deal. Like they, they, It's not like they went out. Like, hey. trying to say on the show repeatedly. Well, I was trying to be optimistic, though. Come on. <laughs> let me dream. Let me dream for a week. Um, I Like, again, unless 
the only way that I think Korea can become realistic is if the Yankees really say like, no, we we're we don't want to do the long deal. The Tigers are already out. The Rangers are out already. And then you're down to like teams that aren't going to give him that like 10, 11, 12 year deal. Mm-hmm. And if he, and if he's like, well, fuck it, I'm 27. Give me five years with an opt out after two, three, four, and five. And the Cubs are like, cool, we'll give you a high AAV. I think that's the only situation where it becomes realistic for the Cubs. I just don't see them like going, yeah, we'll give you 10 years, $340 million. Okay. So to answer, well, we can answer two questions in one. Just to be clear, although you think Correa ends up in the Bronx. I, I still do. like. That was an, a question from earlier that we, we uh, needed to get to mm-hmm. as well. I still think like – the Yankees for years, it's been like the big position player and they haven't done, remember the Machados? Like that seemed like it was going to be a sure thing. And like, they were never really in on it. It seemed, I just think like, but I was going to say the Brax, but then like the whole Houston cheating thing, the fans, the players fucking hate them. No, <laughs> like, that, I don't know. That's goldfish memory style. Once yeah. he throws on those Yankee Cognitive dissonance, baby. They're no, not going to give a what? shit. No, who? Yeah, no, 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 that's true. Because no, no. once he didn't signed, cheat, there's everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, you know, I, I just, in terms, right now, I'd put it like at a, I'm not going to say it's 0%, but like mm-hmm. like 5% chance. I do I think, and I think that, again, I know we someone brought up the, and now, although you wrote a story about it for Sports Mockery as well, the Chris Bryant uh, possible coming back. And if you'll notice, guys, we've talked about this on the show a billion times. The Cubs, had they have just said, hey, let's extend you before this trade deadline and shot out a $24 million contract with a no-trade clause and maybe an opt-out midway through, they could have locked up KB for $24 million a year easy. And they didn't. They traded him instead. So now we jump, and we talked about the hometown discount. That's canceled now because the hometown team sent him out of the home. So now there is an, an inconvenience fee that will be tacked onto this. And I think, I, God, I wish KB, I mean, I know KB would never do this, but I wish KB would be like, Jed, also part of the arrangement is you have to apologize for lying about never, you know, about <laughs> To in public, you have to actually give a press conference and say, I apologize for lying about giving you a contract offer when you never did. I think um, you have a better shot with Kate Beckinsale than I that. I think happened. so, too. I know. But uh, <laughs> would never ask that, of course. I'm just vindictive as shit. Um, but I think that now that it's jumped up to like 27, 28, I, it's not, he's not closing the door. He'd be cra- he's going to go where the money is, too. Let's, uh, let's be honest now. He has now been taught that loyalty means shit in this game. He became a pawn, just mm-hmm. like every other player is just a movement piece for these owners and, and, the, and, the, and the franchises. So he, you know, if you're not loyal to him, why should the fuck should he be loyal to you? And so give me the money. And if the Cubs pay a little bit and they give him that, again, the no trade clause is everything because he's not dealing with this shit ever again. Um, And the money, you know, the ball is in his court. So if the Cubs want to go there, he would love to come back. He hasn't sold the condo yet. Just saying. So So here's what I, how I think about this situation. So out of those three names, Correa, Bryant, Story, which, by the way, I agree, Alex. Put some fucking respect on Trevor Story's name. Out of those, he belongs with those two the other split, names. Eh, the, the splits. Stop it. No. Uh, um, no. If we talked about it with Nolan Arenado and yeah, and look at what happened there. Out of Colorado. He's fine, but no, he's not. Outside yeah. of Colorado, he's not fine. He was yeah, okay. overall, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. If Trevor yeah. Story says the Cubs, I'd love it. He's fucking great defensively. Right. The hitting though. It scares me a little. I'm not going to say like, oh, he's going to be terrible. Right. But it's not a it's not a slam dunk. It isn't. There's a question mark. But, so do you do you pay that much money on a question mark? Don't so, you pay that money on sure things? Here's right. my That's deal. why I, I would do it with Korea. 
out of those three names, I'm going to go ahead and I could, this is my bold prediction, I guess, for the show. One of those three lands in Seattle. Mm. I don't know which one. One of those three lands in Seattle. Be interesting. Oh, yeah. So that, I agree. I agree. So that scoop or like that little tidbit about, you know, not ruling out the Chris Bryant uh, back with the Cubs uh, from Robert Murray. And then he also talked about like the Mariners being in on him and like being interested in Trevor's story. But then he brought up how, you know, we think and it was like like it was a pretty shitty way that uh, KB went through with the Cubs for the last couple of years. But then he brought up the point of like how Kyle Seeger, who's also like spent his entire career with the Mariners and just how shitty of an end he had. Mm-hmm. And like, that was real bad terms with uh, their team president, Jared DePoto. And he's like, Robert Murray said, you know, I just don't see these guys. If, well, if, if they talk to these other players, like, Hey, you I don't think you were treated poorly somewhere else. But yeah, again, but money talks. Breaking news. Pretty much every owner and president of baseball is a dickhead. That's not true, though. It's 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 about it's about how you treat people. I mean, for the most that could matter for some. Again, I get it, I get it, but um, but I guess to the meat to Matt's question is one of those three lands with the Cubs. It's a possibility, for my opinion, sure. I, I mean, I def this isn't like a hard no for me, but. I it's, think it's the most be... realistic out of the three would be Trevor Story. Yeah, I would agree. If it's Trevor Story, I'm ecstatic. If you get any one of those three, as a Cubs fan, I'd be fucking juiced. Yeah. As a Sox fan, if they got one of those three, I'd be fucking doing cartwheels. <laughs> you got Larry Legend back. It's a, it's a harder no for the White Sox than it is the Cubs. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's an easy one. Uh, and to answer Jack's quick question, it is a sweater, and I look fucking good. Like, can, I really, can I give a shout out to Lil Yumper real quick? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bust his ass out on this. Uh, somebody uh, I got a text today from a uh, federal uh, delivery service um, mm-hmm. saying that I have a package on the way, and uh, Yumper sent me a nice special package that I don't. I guess I don't want to say in the air what's in there. It's not drugs. Don't worry. I think, um, but uh, he's sending me something that Jimmy Vinicky would appreciate via the mail. So if you watch, if you look, and so. I appreciate that, Yumper. Thank you very much. It rhymes with Palord. Right, and we can't have it here. We don't have it anywhere on the West Coast. So thank you so much for <laughs> for uh, for that gift, dude. I really do appreciate it because that shit's going to show up on this podcast quite a bit. In fact, I'm going to make it. I'm going to put a bottle on my. It's going to end up on the on the trophy case because it'll be All my right. first own home bottle of the Lord ever. Um, Yumper. Speaking of the same, he said the according to the Rangers inside. Uh, insider story would love to come to the Cubs. Oh, yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah, I remember he said mm-hmm. that. Anyways, back to the questions here. They're starting to pile in, which is awesome. Uh, Paul Riker asks, how do the Cubs and the White Sox seasons look in 2020? I'm going to see him in 2022. I don't know. He might have meant 2021. He put in 2021, if Rodon signs with the Cubs instead of the Sox. I mean, if we're talking about 2021, he played a very crucial role in the White Sox winning the division. Um, maybe he does mean 2021. It could, because it was an option, and it's still an option this year. Um, I mean, it, he would have been, uh, in terms of talking about how he, he would have been in the Cubs, would have been 100 times better than Jake Arrieta. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we, yeah. we wouldn't have seen uh, you know, the Cubs blow multiple like seven-run leads by the second inning or whatever it was, like back-to-back times with them. Yeah. I mean, 
Rodon was a, a vital piece to the White Sox success in 2021. I mean, he had the no hitter and he was a slump buster, uh, a stopper, if you will, um, a couple times for them. Um, I still, I'm on the fence if I really want him back. I ideally just because I like Carlos as like a man, I hope he gets three years somewhere. Yeah. He I needs mean, that security blanket, dude. We don't know what's holding that arm on right now. And that's the thing is, too, when you, you won't, you won't, Sox fans won't know to be pissed off or not at Rick Hahn until they see what Rodon signs for. Right. Um, because if he signs for 20 million, he was going to opt out anyway. You'll know he was going to opt out anyway. Mm-hmm. If he signs for you know, 12 million, maybe Rick Hahn sees something in the physicals that don't, that he's just not willing to risk that much money on. And good for him if he sees something that's a red flag. You know, you don't just throw money at something because the fans love it. There's some, the human body is a human body, whether fans see it or not. There's stuff going on inside. So I think that you won't know whether or not to be pissed off until, you know, you know, and that's going to be when he signs. So I, I, I think you can almost reserve judgment there. But I wouldn't hate it if the Cubs got him. But if he's hurt and they overpay, then, yeah, that would be stupid. But He'd be a good five on the Cubs. I think so. Hey. No, Car- Carlos Rodon no, no, has, has a stuff. That, I mean, obviously the biggest question is just can he hold up through an entire year, multiple years? Question. Um, the Cubs have like a one if, I'm, if, I am, if I'm the Cubs, I'd be like, hey, we'll pay you like $22 million a year. We'll pay you more than the qualifying offer. But like, it's sure going to be, idea. it's going to be like a two and one or like a, a two, you have two years guaranteed and then maybe a third year team option. Or option. Mm-hmm. A one plus one, a one plus two. But like, I, at this point, I don't know how you can feel comfortable with being like, you know, we're going to guarantee you three guaranteed years and we expect you to stay healthy all three years. I mean, I just, or you give the player the opt out in year one. That. You give the player the opt out in year one, the team the opt out in year two, and then you ride that. You ride that. If, I if mean, you're gonna, give, like, throw, give him the like, option every year. That's fine. If he proves it, if he goes out there and he's like, hey, I, I fucking shoved again. Okay. I have a theory, and someone uh, asked about this. And we're going to get to this question, and it kind of ties it into it. But um, all right, going back to the, the chat here, this is the second time he's asked it, so let's make sure we answer it. From very, very good friend of the show, Lil Yumper, he said, Zoe, can you please inform misguided Cubs fans on the potential of Nick Madrigal? Yes, I can. So we're talking about the potential. And the preference is Nick had a rough start in Major League Baseball. Like, he had a really good – career in the minor leagues, you know, won a gold glove. Uh, things went pretty smoothly. He got called up to the big show, and you could tell it was extremely visibly noticeable that the speed jump from AAA to MLB was a little much for him. Uh, the base running errors, the fielding hiccups, it, it was a little much for him. Before he got hurt, like the last like month before he got hurt, he finally had that moment that so many players talk about where the game finally slowed down for him. You can see it. He was playing with a lot more confidence. He was hitting fucking ropes. He had a couple home runs, but he was hitting way more doubles and triples. Um, so what I think the Cubs are getting Nick Madrigal is hopefully what I thought he was going to be the entire time for the White Sox, which is a very solid fielder and a guy that, is going to put the bat on the ball. He has elite bat-to-ball skills, doesn't strike out. I think when he got hurt, he was either a top guy or top three guys with batting batting average with two strikes. 
Um, good contact hitter. Uh, when he's clicking, he can spray to all fields. Um, for a while, for the White Sox, he was a straight pull hitter, which was really weird for a while. Um, but elite bat ball skills, good defensive second baseman, even though if you ask White Sox Twitter, they'll tell you that he sucks in the field, but that's just not the case. He just, like I said, he hasn't even played a full 162 games. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played a full 162. So all these fucking Twitter GMs and Twitter scouts that have just completely labeled him a boss and that he sucks. Tommy! <coughs> it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's fine. You could do you, man, but you're foolish for doing that. I wouldn't even do that with players I don't like. Like, you got to let guys play at least a full season. Not, I, I don't know if I'm breaking news or starting a harsh reality with some everybody, but a lot of your favorite MLB players right now didn't just get it right away. Like, there's peaks and valleys during a rookie season, and he hasn't even had a full rookie season yet. So hopefully, like Nico, he can stay healthy this year. Hopefully now with the experience he's had uh, at the MLB level, he can play up to that potential. That's well done. Well said. I mean, and you need guys like this in your organization. And I know that I know that there is a contingent of Cub fans that think that if it's not Javi Baez at shortstop or or at second base or you know whatever, it, it's somehow bust. You know what? You know those guys can be consistent up the middle, and you can build at the corners and in the outfield, and you can build offenses around the kind of game that those dudes play. And if you can't see that, it's because you got your head so far up players like Javi Baez's ass that you can't understand that actual consistency up the middle is just as valuable as dudes that make the great plays and can't make the routine. So uh, you know, take take it or leave it. Build third. Build it first. Build in the outfield. Build behind the dish, god dang it. But if you've got a middle that can make contact and play defense, and they will play defense. Madrigal is not a bad defensive player. He was very good in the minors as well. It was just when he came up to the show, he was adjusting. Trust me when they say this. You don't need to have a home run superstar at the middle every single time. You can have it anywhere else in the ball field. And – you know, I just think that Cubs fans are just – they need to adjust to a new style of baseball, a winning style perhaps, that is not like what wasn't working for the Cubs over the last five years. And that might be more of a contact middle with more of a, a free-swinging corner. I don't know, whatever. But it just – its it, it boggles my mind that they don't understand. I mean, this, you can look at Nick Magical and see that he does a lot of things that can help the Cubs, and I just don't – I don't – it's – there's there's that – it's again, it's the Javi thing. It's the – there'll never be something as pretty as that girl. Complex that they have right now. Well, you can forget about a hybrid bias. He's 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 already signed. If you're telling me right now, would you rather have oh, would you rather have um, Nick Madrigal or Trevor Story? Oh, well, sorry. Story. <laughs> but no, but that's that's what we're talking about though. Because who has been better at second base defensively, Nico Horner or Nick Madrigal? Nico Horner by a lot. Sure, Simon Close. So, so far, like yeah. th- these are the types of discussions that we're talking about. Yeah, I mean so, the question on the table was what kind of player are you going to get with? Nick oh yeah, yeah no, but I'm just saying like Consistent. talking about yeah. other guys like you know bias like forget about bias it's just like who's available now if it's Carlos yep. Correa and you can have two fucking studs up oh. the middle you don't think about it you don't, you don't, of course I'm sorry of course. Nick Magical but but let's let's Nick be honest Magical here set up to Oakland he can hit 350 with the A's give me Matt yep. Chapman give me Matt Olson give me one of their pitchers. Have a time. Win a bad, win three bad yeah. titles. Nick if, you could, <laughs> if you could suspend disbelief for a second to actually believe that that the Ricketts family will approve signing both of those guys or even one of those guys, enjoy that. Enjoy it. I just think that's a fantasy. I, I think the Cubs are going to roll right. into 2022 with but Magical and Horner just, up uh, the middle. Hypotheticals are oh, no, that's the thing. Nick Magical. Zoe's right. Dude's pesky as hell. 
Pay him. If you're on the other team, if you're if you're watching a game, and you know wherever he bats, you're like, oh, easy out coming. And then like 12 pitches later, it's like still a 3-2 count, and he's still like fouling balls away. Nick Madrid was like one of the most annoying hitters. Like, I think I said it uh, last year before he got hurt. Just so annoying up there. Because you think because it's like, oh, like you can just blow 99 past him. He'll like get a fucking piece. And then you have to throw like two more pitches, three more pitches. And even, even if he gets an out, you just went from like a 10-pitch inning to a 20-pitch inning, and you're like, fuck, that cost me an inning. And don't underestimate, don't underestimate how valuable that is, not just to annoy the pitcher, but how valuable that is to the guy on deck and the guy in the hole. You get to see everything that that pitcher has in their arsenal before you step into the box because the guy ahead of you is fighting off pitches, seeing everything, and allowing you, while maybe being, you know, taking, wearing your sins on him, right? He takes one for the team a little bit and goes up there and has to battle, might not have success. But you can have positive at-bats that actually benefit everybody behind you. Those are things that I think that the great hitters in the game do. Is be, Those guys that are up there that swing away, you don't get to see shit. Guys that see pitches help everybody else. Guys that just swing at shit just because it's anywhere near them, those guys, are just, they're not helping anybody else. They're just doing it for themselves at that point. They're not helping. I mean, being able to see pitches is, is so important, not just for the guy in the box to frustrate, but to the guys that are actually waiting to go up and doing their routine and going through their process as they're in the on-deck circle. And Again, I always, I always like, we'll say this, you guys watching a baseball game, once in a while, isolate on the guy in the on-deck circle from the minute he steps out of the batter's box or out of the dugout. Better yet, try and key in on the dude that's in the hole. Watch how those guys go through their process as they're preparing for their at-bat. There is a whole process from being in the hole to being on deck. There's even a process for being beyond in the hole, being fourth up. You're with your hitting coach maybe talking and watching a little bit and just kind of getting yourself loose. These guys have these routines. Watch those routines because it's really fun to watch. You get to see – Hunter Pence had my favorite, one of my favorites, but – you can watch these guys and see how they're preparing themselves mentally because, again, by the time they step in the box, those guys have had 15, 20 at-bats already in their head. And that's what makes an elite athlete elite is because of that mental focus and that laser uh, um, ideal that they just get in there and they, they're ready to go because they visualized a ton before they even get a chance. And that helps when you have a guy in front of you making sure that you see everything. So you know that there's a change up in the bucket. You know that might be, oh, that's a cutter. Oh, I didn't – shit, I didn't know he was throwing that. He was throwing that well today. Might, might keep an eye on that. Or even on the if flip side, you got a guy that you could put in the nine hole that can flip your lineup. Yep. Turn it so, over. Uh, next question on Twitter. Where'd it go? Here we go. Um, should This comes from Wayne at RichWPO1. Uh, should MLB have a December 15th deadline for contracts longer than two years, including options, and close free agency until after the Super Bowl? Any contracts could only be one year or one year plus. So basically what I'm getting from that question is Wayne liked the the blitz of free agent signings. It was pretty awesome. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I think that's got to open up uh, MLB's eyes to a little something. I mean, Twitter was all baseball for two days. Uh, but unfortunately, that, but- though, I think it was just the unique situation that, mm-hmm. you know, the CBA was expiring. Yep. Like, I think but- if, it, if it's normal, like if, if the CBA is like they still have a couple more years on it, I think we have the same stuff from other years. Yeah. And this is the thing is, and you can't say, let's do this every year. Let's, let's change the free agency so that we force this kind of like system. Because you know what happens? The security for players against the owners is gone. Because you sign an eight-year deal and you get hurt, you're still protected. And it sounds bad, but you do the one year or the two years and you, you cap it. Every two years, you know, they can just throw you away like tissue. And that's that's unfortunate. You know, it it's not fair that they should have that much power 
over all of that. Um, if, if, if you're willing to, again, I like, I like the libertarianism of baseball. Um, you know, I, luxury tax, fine. You know, it is kind of a salary cap, but not really for teams that actually give a shit. Um, so I, I like the idea that baseball is like, you know, you know what, if you want to go, if you want to spend a billion dollars, spend a billion dollars, whatever, do it. And I, it doesn't necessarily mean wins. This not recently. Look at the Dodgers. So we'll see what I, the Mets do. The Mets are like, we're like a, they just spent like a bill, half a billion. They just committed a half a billion dollars. Better Wait, way. Is this true from Beef Love? Yep. He didn't see a lot of pitches, man. Take it back then. Trade Dick Magical yeah. right now. No, it, it, <laughs> that's he the didn't, only value I see in him. Being he didn't see a lot of pitches, but he didn't strike out. Dude's <laughs> a fucking Oakland right Beef's absolutely right. I was going to kind of let it fly, but he's absolutely right. He would just go up to the plate, go 0 2, and then hit the ball. All right. Never like, mind. He, he, wasn't the hell out of here, he wasn't working deep into counts. If you look up his See, baseball, you, you know what I thought. I, I got the I got the whole like two strike average yeah. stuck. I was like, oh, that missed me. Like he was very deeper counts. No, no, no. He, he like, goes up. Uh, yeah, go apparently up to the plate. <laughs> but, but, go up but, to the plate. But, go strike, strike, single. Like, but again, you. Yeah. player evolution. You, he is starting to see that just putting the ball in play isn't enough. He's going to have to learn to see pitches. I've said this a long time. I believe the kid has the capability if I'm he has people in his ear telling him. And constantly harping on this, and I don't think the White Sox had anybody harping on it, and I think the Cubs might. Um, is is to, if that kid can learn a little bit more patience because he's a little guy. It's hard to throw strikes to a little guy like that in the first place. So if he doesn't expand his zone, he could be up there. He could he could work some counts and take some more deeps. But he's got to have somebody in their ear in his ear constantly telling him and reminding him, dude, you need to see a little bit more. You're you're you know you're not a three outcome guy. You need you need to start working counts. And I believe. Me personally, I believe this last year. I said this last year, and I kind of got made fun of by a couple guys. I believe that he could be that guy. I believe that he could be a guy that gets on base four hundred, you know, four hundred percent, you know, at a four hundred clip, four hundred times out of a thousand, whatever. I think he could be that guy. Uh, but nobody's in his ear saying, "Hey, Nicky, Matt, look, sit back, be a little bit more patient with two strikes. Maybe learn to foul a ball off as opposed to just putting it in play. And that's a big deal, is offsiding as opposed to just simply just hitting a weak ground ball second, which." Mm-hmm. Putting the ball in play is putting the ball in play, right? But so, what was the other thing you said? He do you say he pulls the ball like too much or a lot or mostly? He did. He pulls outside. Like he had like a like a streak where I am getting awful flashbacks to Albert Elmore Jr. right now, and I hate it. (laughs) No, it's not. I don't think it'll be to that degree. I hope not for your sake, but I hope not too. All right, no, but no, but you are describing Albert Edwards because exactly what Kevin said is what Cubs, the Cubs themselves, they told Albert Edwards you did every fucking offseason. You can't be swinging at every pitch because you're just pulling off the ball. Be patient. And again, no, he, I, that, just more, because it happened with him doesn't mean it's like I know. Magical was said that to a lot of players in the yeah, Cubs. Exactly, a lot of them. But that's the thing. <laughs> Albert Moore Jr. was supposed to be the contact, I'm the high already guy. annoyed that we just took 15 minutes to talk about Nick Madrigal again. <laughs> True I'm so, story. I'm so sick of this shit. But, True story. Uh, it was only for like a month, although. And then once he I mean, he only it played out, two months, started, though. He started. He <laughs> it's after like years. <laughs> But he started spraying more fields. You can. I'll pull up his spray chart. I don't have my normal monitor set up. Look, Nick Madrigal is getting Facebook. super fucking annoying. Nick Madrigal was on pace for 162 <laughs> home runs this season when I'm in attendance. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, He's not even on my team anymore. I'm I, done. I can't this wait. I, no, no, trust me. I can't wait for Nick Madrigal. So, I hope he fucking sucks. Deal with it. That he's you not my problem man. anymore. Will you pass me the mantle? I'm trying to reach into your screen. If he does suck, I'm going to play you, though. You every day. Fucking every I'll defend him. 
nope, not my problem anymore. I'll just take him and Nico. It'll be Nico Magical. I mean, and the first thing for those two guys, stay, stay healthy for a year. Not my problem anymore because one, I got sick of it. For one season. <laughs> I got fucking shit on if the kid fucking sneezed weird. And then when he had a fucking unreal month, everybody disappeared and no one wanted to have a conversation about it. And now all of a sudden he's Albert Amora Jr. So fuck this. I'm done talking about Nick Madrigal. Fuck it. You, descri- you described Albert Amora, you and Beefloaf. Next you guys combine your analysis combined to describe. Well, Beefloaf the- is absolutely correct because that's a hard statistical I mean, if you look, he literally would walk up to the plate, go oh two, and then get a hit or put the ball in play. He pulled it for like a couple weeks. Maybe a month was a bad timeline, but fuck. No, I, I'm I still love it though. He's three expectations. He's gonna I'm be a three hundred hitter. Hey, how about this? It, it takes a lot to get me to this point, but I'm fucking. Play solid defense. Just no expectations. Hey, look, I'm don't let me, the, the pressure outweigh the pleasure. Just enjoy the ride. I mean, Beefloaf brought up he can't, of course, earlier. He can't get on a ride. He's not tall enough. But if Nick Madrigal gets the Cubs a three-war season, I'll be happy with that. Three-war. That there's a lot of three-war players that are just consistent. I'll, I'll take a three-war player. Yachty's only a one-point-eight-war player. So. This is fucking. I'm never hitching myself to another player ever again. This Too is late. Fun. Andrew Vaughn's your boy. Did you? This is fucking annoying. <laughs> Andrew Vaughn's <laughs> even. Come, 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 come. Holy fuck. Uh, never again. Just playing devil's advocate here. Never fucking again. You hey, guys I'm just setting my expectations. You guys low. pick a fucking question. I'm, I'm just like. You <laughs> fucking pick a question. It's so fucking annoying. The DM, look at his stats. The fucking I mean, messages, read his stats. Fucking read, 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 what, what did he hit last year? He hit like three thirty, didn't he? I don't even care. Pick <laughs> a next question. What did you do? All right, Sorry. let's see. Uh we got another Mary fuck kilt now. Um, we can't have too many of those. You know, that, the other was, that, that one was, was actually uh, that was Ricketts, <laughs> Jed, and what was the other? What was the other one? Javi Baez. Oh yeah, so that was actually. Um, <laughs> Uh, remember Forrest Gump's uh, direct descendant? That one had just been spelled out with three identical letters that I don't want to really spell out. And, no, never mind. Uh, what here from Bennett? Uh, Bennett Carroll at the Bennett Carroll. Shout out Bennett. Bennett. What is the one movie you'd add Nicolas Cage to? Oh, I watched Pig last night, by the way, which is a great movie. Actually, if you're like truffles and chefs and, and John Wick. Sorry. Revenge what truffle movie flick. movie would add Nicolas Cage to? I would add Nicolas Cage to the natural as Bump Bailey. The cigar in my back pocket. Hello, I'm Captain Troy. So, Nick Cage? Um, What movie would you add him to? What a random ass question. <laughs> no, I mean, Nicolas Cage could really, you could really, uh, I mean, the man has range. Really feminine, tight. I think I want him in like a Guy Ritchie movie. I think that'd be interesting, like a snap. Memento is that Guy Ritchie? Or a, like a, a lock, stock, Ritchie, yeah. two smoking barrels, or some shit like no, that. No, Guy Ritchie's having that Guy Ritchie. That, that's a Chris Nolan is Memento. Yeah, you're no, thinking like, of Guy uh, Pierce. Guy Pierce is the actor. Guy, right. Pierce. Yeah, Guy Ritchie has that. It's like the snatch like, and the, the gentleman and smoke. Yeah, and the gentleman. It's Basically, awesome. to see him, I think he could be like like he'd be a bad guy in the gentleman. I think that'd be good. Like Nicolas Cage in a Tarantino movie? I don't know. He's going to probably end up in one eventually. But you yeah, guys, this movie Pig was the best thing I've seen from Nicolas Cage that wasn't like really like weird. Like What's he's it called? Playing, like, it's called Pig. Pig. He's, a, he's a former chef that basically his wife dies and he isolates in a cabin and provides like finds the best truffles. 
for like the San Francisco community, I think it is. And his pig is like helps him with the truffles or whatever. It's like a prize pig, and someone basically beats the shit out of him and takes the pig. So it's basically like John Wick, but he's chasing his pig. But it's like really good. Like it actually is really like it's not it's it's not over the top. Actually, Nicholas Cage, his dialogue is more like wait, he's not an expandable. He would fit in expendable. Yeah. I thought he was in that movie. I thought everybody was. If you were over 60 and you had like a <laughs> so if you were popular in the page, 80s or 90s. Yeah, you're in that movie. I literally I'm not even fucking around. I thought he He's was too busy getting movie. drunk at Lowry's here with Vince Neil. So But I mean the man has range. Nicholas Cage in a rom com? That'd be fun. Oh man, he's just I, he's better when he doesn't talk as much because at this point, like that's what made uh what leaving Las Vegas so good is he really didn't talk that much. He just drank a lot. And then Elizabeth Shue talking. My about. favorite Nick Cage movie is what's the one when he Con Air. Well, why could you put the bunny back into the? Why box? could you put the bunny back into? My box? favorite Nick Cage movie. I'm a bird. That was my first bootleg movie. I only watched in college. Was that gone movie. in sixty seconds? I thought that, that was, was the one. coolest shit ever. Back in the day, yes, I definitely had that DVD. For the Rock sure. was The Rock was fantastic. Like The Rock, like set off like the Jerry Bruckheimer like explosions. Michael Bay. Like era, like that was that was awesome too with with Sean Connery. So you know how like when people say they get Shawshanked, like yes. when Shawshank is on, you can't turn it off. If Con Air yeah. comes on TNT, which it's on every day, I don't turn it off. Hundred percent, same thing. It's fucking Steve Buscemi's unreal. Raising Arizona's good. Face yeah. off, face off again. Castro Troy. <laughs> the fucking concept of face off. I could never get past that. I mean, I I never watched Face wow. Off, but I remember I remember watching a video on it and just like the entire like basically like a review of it and just the concept of the movie. And I'm like, what? John, <laughs> isn't it John Woo? It's just a good action flick about duality. I mean, hey, look, you guys watch you guys go watch the fucking Marvel movies, okay? Scarlet Witch is not real. I hate to break the news to like, you. What kind of eighty shit is this? Yeah. <laughs> so here, I know. And I appreciate him doing this, but Beef brought it back up, his bagline. Uh, to explain myself, the reason I'm frustrated is because I feel like I know a lot about baseball and a lot about this game, and I've literally repeated that same synopsis about Nick Madrigal 60 to 70 fucking times right now without even exaggerating, and it's fucking annoying. I get random DMs from people I don't know. It's in that like other section of your DMs that you have to like accept that are just like, fuck you, Nedrigal sucks. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not like his what? manager. Oh, I don't get this shit. And the shit's just fucking annoying. It just came to a boil. And, there, he uh, there he is. Yeah. So there he is. That was that. So sorry about that for a minute there. But fucking, yeah. I just, I'm fucking done with that shit. Oh, you know what? Uh, Mailman Jack actually has the best Nick Cage movie. Him they should do a face-off Nick. of Nick Cage as Madrigal. Yeah, face Nick off. Madrigal. Face off with legs, but how would you have the legs would be a problem? So, here's an actual baseball question that I think this is actually pretty good from Wayne again. Did Han overpay in his Kimball? Oh, fuck, this brings magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said it was a good you question. You can't hide from it. It was the second the second part of the question I was looking at, but everything Han, just goes back to Nick Madrigal. Did Han oh, overpay? It's like, degrees of seven, it's like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, except now it's just seven questions of Nick Madrigal. Did Han overplay his Kimbrel trade hand and miss out on Philly? Or are they taking up uh what's his name? Knebel? 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 Uh Evil Knebel, yes. R-O-C-K. The K is silent. Um, to lower the price on Kimbrel. So basically, do you think the Phillies are still interested in another reliever? Yes. Yes. 
they have. Bullpen. I mean, they, they sound like one guy who, uh, you know, he's been good, but it's just one guy. Their bullpen was awful. <laughs> They're going to need it's, more than just one guy. It's not like they traded their farm for Josh Hader. Like, right. They didn't. Like, if that happens, like, yeah, it's probably kind of tough to see them then going after Kimbrel. But right. at this point, they haven't done that. So. Right. Yeah. So that's still very much in the uh, realm of possibility for the Sox to do. No, I think uh, definitely Dombrowski is not exactly the most stable-minded individual either. <laughs> uh, their bullpen was fucking shit. But, yeah. Um, dude, I know you've been asking baseball questions, but we got a lot of questions to get to, and you've pumped in about 15 questions into the, the chat, which I appreciate. Um, but uh, what's the deal with the Rangers? Good, Give a break. You just had a magical meltdown. Good, bad, or contenders or not. I said it, uh, what was it, last week mm-hmm. or two weeks ago. I think the Rangers are going to be okay in 2022, but I think they're setting themselves up nicely for a good run after 2022. They're they're following a very good rebuild blueprint right now. They're going to be the Angels, the, what the Angels have been. Like, they'll be like, like eight, around 80 wins maybe, but mm-hmm. unless they – have stable starting pitching they just aren't going to be able to hold up um unless they do have a couple surprises but i don't i don't think i don't think they have like any big guys coming in coming up from their minor league system so like they need to rely on uh either trades to get starting pitchers or more free agents um i know they got john gray uh but they're gonna need a lot more than that so yeah no i agree um and then here go ahead is that a dart in your mouth? What? I'm trying to figure out what that is. You look like you no. eat like you know the honkers from the Muppets. It's uh, <laughs> it's actually a Tylenol syringe that you give to little kids. I've just been playing with it. It's not the suppository, right? That's still not other <laughs> shit. No, yellow's mouth. I oh. think. Anyways, <laughs> um, good question here <laughs> from uh, friend of the show, Beef Loaf. This is this is what I was alluding to earlier about everything kind of tying together. Uh, he said, we had this question the other night on the, from the one away podcast, which you all should go watch on YouTube and subscribe to their channel. Cause not only are those guys bring it every week, but K fids is co-host from tainted glove. Mr. Ham was on the show. It was a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question was, what does the pre lockout off season action signal to you three gentlemen? meaning the Mets, the Tigers, and the Rangers being big buyers, the Cubs and the Mariners and the Jays, et cetera, more minor buyers with a very minimal trade market. So basically what did um, that little blitz of action right before the lockout, did that signify anything to you as to where things are going to go? I mean, I think uh, player-wise, it was obviously great for them because they got the, you know, for once in like a while, I know guys have obviously gotten big contracts over the last few years, but like they were able to use that deadline to be like, Hey, we're not going to wait around. We have three deals. Can you match them? I'm taking it by December one. Right. So great for them. As far as the Cubs, like the whole pitching market, because the pitching market was the first that just like was going crazy. Guys were signing right away. And the Cubs being one of the teams that needed starting pitching help a lot. They needed to just they they couldn't. I think we talked about it a little last week. How these teams needed to jump on early, 
Because if you didn't, you're going to go, you're going to, you know, come out the other end of the lockout. And then you're going to have like the, the pool of talent just drops. And then you still have to spend on these guys. And it's like, well, fuck. I, now we have to, you know, you're going to have to give out the, uh, like another Avisel Garcia deal to like a guy that isn't worth it, probably. Which Avisel um, Garcia got it. And which Avisel Garcia got it. <laughs> yeah. You got a crazy um, ass deal. But yeah, I mean, I, I think another point was like maybe some of these teams do expect a salary floor coming. And it's like, hey, we're going to have to spend it anyway. Why Bingo. not just get the players now? Bingo. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I think MLB ownership and teams were kind of showing their hand that a, a floor is coming, which if a floor does come, it's great for guys like Carlos Rodon because he might get those three years guaranteed. Then if there's a floor, the fucking Diamondbacks might be like, well, fuck, dude. Yeah, we got to hit this. Come on in. Uh, they need pitching anyways. But um, I think a floor is coming. I also, I mean, you can't put a lot of stock into what Rick Han, Rick Han says in press conferences because, you know, he does the lawyer talk. He does all that fancy talking. Um, but he did mention specifically that with this blitz of free agency happening with people wanting to get this guaranteed money on the books before a lockout happened and things change, um, there wasn't really a, a trade market at all. Like guys weren't even taking those calls. Like they're like, I'm fucking busy. I don't want to talk about trading, you know, uh, who would the White Sox? I don't even, White Sox farm so shitty. I can't even think of a fucking name right now. I mean, the big um, name is, is just the kid, like, because they're going to trade Kimbrell. That's like, it right. seems like, yeah, like they're, they wouldn't even take the calls for Kimbrell or like, I'm sure they had a conversation with Dombrowski. Like, that'd be stupid not to. I'm sure they talked to a couple other teams that need a closer. But, Dodgers, probably. Yeah. Uh, okay. I said Rick Hand, not home. Hand. <laughs> If you're going to fucking make fun of me, get it right, dickhead. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah. I, pot, Everybody lay off Zoe. It's, it's fine. Pot. I can take it. <laughs> just, I'm good. I just got – I hit my point when it came to that one topic, and I'm good. Hey, Nick Magical, he's he's projected to have a two-war season in 2022. I'll take that. He's going to hit 60 home runs. Um <laughs> The honeypot is on, though. We know that. I mean, that's what I, I think. That's what, you know, that's I, I feel like we've been told nothing with these signings other so, than to expect a long, hard, dirty fight because I think they just sweetened the pot. And now I'm not entirely sure that this was a, a sign from this from the owners. Are the players good on them for just taking the deals like all those admins? And Kevin, I think you were right too about the points that you were making up. How and we already saw it with like the fucking letter that uh, Rob Manfred had oh, like, so, so. after the lockout oh, about like, hey, we've spent all look at all the money that teams have spent so far. It's like so that was definitely like a hey. Is he the worst commissioner? Point, whatever billion dollars we're spending. Yeah. Agree I, to our shitty deal. The worst. The worst. He's seriously the worst. Kind of like what Fitz said about uh <laughs> KB t- saying, I'll come back to the Cubs if you publicly apologize. Players should say, like, we won't play until Manford is put in a rocket ship to fucking Saturn. Open like, the books. Open the books. He needs to be, books. He needs to be gone. Books. He is just, God, he fucking sucks. The fact that they um, won't open the books, the only team that you can actually see their financials are the Atlanta Braves because they're like public, they're like a publicly 
mm-hmm. open company or whatever. Everybody else, you have no idea. The pirates could be like worth like, and they could have billions. And for all we know, we don't know. They won't open the books. And what yeah. I, what I've been saying for years, and like we've been arguing it ever since the like the eighteen nineteen off season. All the fucking projects that the, that the Ricketts have done around Wrigley Field, everything they've bought up, mm-hmm. guys, yeah, yeah, it costs money to, to do all that. But guess what? They're gonna be making a shit ton of money too. And guess yep. what? That is not open. That's not part of their baseball revenue. But they're yep. still making that money. People, and that's when people keep bringing it up. Like they built a whole new thing. That has nothing to do with the actual operations of the Chicago Cubs LLC or whatever it is. That's the, that's the funny part. It's that's a that's a real estate deal. That the Ricketts family have has orchestrated with the whatever what look look at who's behind like who who, who signed the check. Um, that's a, a great point because people think oh my they, they just did they they're worth you know the Cubs are worth four point what six billion dollars at this point, mm-hmm. and you know you're gonna say oh well but look at all they did around Wrigley you know what wait till they sell this team in five years because Papa Ricketts calls in his markers and they sell this team for like eight billion dollars or something. Because and they the keep whole, the real estate, right? Or the yeah, or they create some sort of deal where it's a residual, yeah. Because Papa mm-hmm. Ricketts, when he sold TD Ameritrade, look at the numbers for that deal, and that's what the Cubs will eventually be for them too. When Papa Ricketts wants it, when he says, "All right, kids, I want my money back now, dumbasses. I'm ready to go swimming in it or whatever." Scrooge McDuck um, style. <laughs> if they got to do what he's got to do. He's he's actually the Cubs owner. I mean, right. he owns the Cubs. The kids just run it. Um, and so, I uh, you know I, I think Pete Aloha, Mr. Hannes talked about it a bunch too. Like the markers are going to be called in sooner than later, and I think that in five years, Cubs and the White Sox could have new ownership both um, at, at some point in the next decade at least. Um, so I just again, it just it sucks. I think the owners have dug in, but I think the honeypot's on, and I think that with the Cubs, I think we'll see. Like I, I, I'll believe it when I believe it. Jed has already lied for his boss once. I you know that means he'll lie for his boss again. Um. And then the last one on Twitter, Fids, would you become a White Sox fan if KB, Rizzo, or Schwarber signed with the Sox? I mean, I'm not saying I'm not a White Sox fan right now. I'm just not a White yeah. Sox fan over the Cubs. Um, and that would never happen. No offense. I I, I love White Sox Twitter, and I'm I, I'm, I'm beyond the uh, – I hate the White Sox. I, I love when they win. I'm happy they win. I'm, I'm rooting for them. So, mm-hmm. call me, you know, you want to call me a White Sox fan? I am a White Sox fan. I, I am. Just – it's like me and the Raiders. I'm a, I'm a Bears fan first. And then I love the Las Vegas Raiders because they're the Las Vegas Raiders. They're here. Um, now, the White Sox, you probably will take a third seat if the Las Vegas Athletics happen. But right now, it's Cubs and Sox. It's 1-2 now for me. I, you guys have drawn me. It's your fault. I blame you all. I blame you all. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a second. my second favorite team is the White Sox. I have no problem. I, I wear this to school. Okay? A lot of kids that know that, that they know what that logo right there means. They understand it. They understand what the White Sox, so they—that's fine by me. But if they signed them, I mean, it'd be great. I would, I, again, it'd be good things. And I think White Sox fans deserve to have a really cool dudes on their team because they have some really cool dudes on their team. So I'd be happy for that. I, the the I, maybe I'm old. I mean, I am old. There's not a baby on that one, but maybe it's just age. I've kind of gotten over that whole I hate the White Sox thing. It's just what it's, is the new thing? I can tell tired. you right now, Rizzo will never happen. It's folly for like, young. We have like six Rizzos already. You got to replace Abreu eventually. With Vaughn or Sheets or you're trading, you're trading them both for somebody or a million <laughs> other names. Um, uh, KB would be very welcomed. Uh, he hasn't sold his condo yet. Would he? Yeah, why not? 
Well, with Jerry Pay. <laughs> Jerry's like, talk about uh, that. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, how about $14? We want to talk about Meeple fans. And, like, obviously, we saw what Cubs fans did to Chris Bryant. Let's not pretend right. like Sox fans are going to be like, we're eating this fucking scrub. Chris Bryant would be a fantastic fit. Anyone with a fucking brain in their head. That's oh, a White Sox fan. It Chris would take Bryant White Sox fans fantastic. at least two or three years to like take them for granted. Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant would be a fit on every single team. Every team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Basically, in like multiple yeah. multiple positions. Yeah. He would be so, very so so Kevin brought up uh you know Sox being his number two team in baseball, uh talking about the Raiders obviously living in Vegas, but Bears are his number one. In any other sport, do you have like that number two team that you do like, you know, you root for besides like the a Chicago team or no? I usually go year by year with that. I've done it since I was a kid. Braves, right? Braves. I've always liked the. Well, I grew Marlins? up. In the, I grew up in the '90s, and the yeah. '90s Braves were a fucking absolute unit. So, I always liked the Braves because, of course, they're in the National League, so it was no harm to the White Sox. But usually, I pick a team, a second team, almost every year in sports, and a lot of that comes with you know being an avid hat collector. Like I'll be like, oh, I'll just start rocking this hat, and then I. It's weird, like, if I start wearing a team's hat a lot, I'll start paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that really ever came from. I've always kind of liked the Brewers, too. I don't know what that's all about. But I think, it's just, I, think I just like their logo. <laughs> I think I just like their logo, their colors. <laughs> I've always had a good time at that park. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe like Notre Dame football one, Michigan to football two? <laughs> no. It's Notre Dame football one, Florida football two. Florida. I went to school there. Yeah. I thought you went to Florida State. Oh, fuck Florida State. Oh, Florida? Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a big old fuck Florida State. I'd rather root for Miami, which is, as Kevin would say, over Florida State. <laughs> maybe maybe you go with this one. I'd be down. Look at that. They, dude, the A's have such clean uniforms with that green and gold. The classic, <sighs> the A's throwbacks are unreal. But That green and gold is, is, cl- is good. You know That's what like, I'm saying? Do they have a dice? Look at the dice down there too. Down at the bottom here. Oh, nice! There's a little dice right here. I like that. Um, this is a, this is a dude that designs like. Is yeah, a see, they got a gold yes, uniform. Yes. Those are yes. they wore those in the back in the day. Although they have a, a gold yeah. uniform, uh, jersey. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to bring those back. I don't think because those are sick. The dice. That's pretty cool. It looks like fuzzy dice hanging on a yep. a rearview mirror. Oh, the high socks too. Oh, give me, give me, and the white cleats. Oh, forget about it. Oh, I know the white. Cleats. You wear class A. This is not, these are football cleats, buddy. The mm-hmm. Oakland A's when they wear the fucking white. Oh, Look at the hat. Clean. There. With the dice. What what's what's better, like looking at nineteen seventies baseball uniforms or like nineteen nineties NBA uniforms? Seventies oh, uniforms. Give me all day long. Give me the Houston Astros from the seventies. There's oh, something no, nostalgic man. about the '90s, like the big logo, the uniform. Raptors, the Grizzlies yes, the had Raptors, a sick one. Hornets, Hornets, Pistons wore that teal with the fucking yes. like mufflers as the yeah. underscript. Um, yeah, the Hornets were sick. Uh, there was that a was lot my, of that was my team B. Like again, like you always choose this. when I was in the '90s. When I was in high school, that was my team B because of Larry Johnson. Yeah. I remember, I remember, was making out with Heather Graham uh, at her house when, when a lot of the morning with that shot. What up, Heather Graham? Sorry about that. We've got Bush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the seventies. movie that wouldn't fly today. Yeah, oh, geez. we're all going to prison. Uh, the seventies. 
baseball uniforms though were sick, dude. Oh. They were the Houston with the or that was that eighties or seventies. I think that was eighties. Eighties. Actually, I'll say this: my favorite uniform in the entire uh, in, in baseball history is the uh, Philadelphia Phillies um, Saturday Night Specials. Are those uh, the blue the powder blues? Hold on, here we go. You can't go wrong with powder blue. Cubs need to bring no. that look back. Yeah. Oh, the, the maroon color ones. See, I like those, those. but I like those in wow. when they had the powder blue. Oh man, those are just. Yeah. I mean, you can't you you can't do powder the, blue wrong in sports. I think the the Brewers had some sick uniforms. The Expos, obviously, that's a classic. Uh, the Astros had some good ones. I like the '90s Marlins with the teal. That was pretty. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, but obviously, my favorite baseball uniform of all time is. Uh, the White Sox Batterman, the one they wear on Sundays. To me, that's the I. Not their I, softball shorts. Not the softball Ooh, shorts. Those are sweet though, too. <laughs> no, the the ones they wear on Sunday, the Batterman. Actually, the White Sox had the the baby blue unis too. I would love to see them rock that's those. That's right, they game. did. Oh, yeah. These, yeah, hundred percent. These, hundred yeah. percent. These are the best uniforms ever. I love those. I, yes, I call them 100%. those are the Batterman ones. But while you're on this page, Google uh, the White Sox uh, baby blue uniforms. Whatever. Let's see, what's in, let's see what's in that search history. Yeah. No. Yeah, those <laughs> uniforms. The one that Cease has on right there. Yeah, Your boy, those are, look at that, dude. Those are sick. Cease is going to be nice in 2022. I love those right well, there. I can't it's say just... that because I'm not attaching myself to players anymore. The red helmeted white socks. <laughs> the red helmeted white socks. Yeah, those are sick. Those are. I always think of Dick Allen. Oh, speaking of Dick Allen, not in the Hall of Fame. What the hell? But you know who is. Minnie 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 also, and we should have definitely brought that up at the beginning. Shout out, Minnie. That's fucking awesome. I do. I still do think it's bullshit. Like they fucking wait until these guys like passed away. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And it's like okay. Yeah, I mean, his son even said it. Like, I'm sure, my dad would have really appreciated this if he was fucking alive to see it. But, I mean, Minnie Minoso, That I'm just happy he's there. Kevin, look at the Cubs uh, powder blue. Oh, there we go. They have some powder blue ones too. Mm-hmm. Yes, powder. Blue uniforms. Oh yeah, these beauties. Oh baby, I love these. These are yep. up again. Those are decent. I love pinstripes. Like I like uh, everyone loves these because of the Wrigleyville name. Everyone's a big fan of that. White Sox fans especially love Wrigleyville. Um, <laughs> the rain. Yeah, the Rangers got sick baby blues. Uh, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays have sick baby blues. I mean, no, I'm telling you, you cannot in any sport. You can't go wrong with powder blue, like baby blue powder blue. Creams. The creams from the Giants. The cream uniforms. These. Huh? The cream. The cream. Oh. New, uh, the San Francisco Giants cream. That's uniform. like a. That's just like an old school. Classic. Too boring for me. Yeah, that's I just like. The, I love the that, cream color. I mean, that's classic cool, but like the old Tampa Bay when they were the Devil Rays. Devil it says Rays, and it has like a half a sun uh, going over the like R and Rays. It, those are dope uniforms too. But cool. I really like, like I said, I like the Marlins, the '90s teal. Uh, Pretty much any of the Devil Rage uniforms were sick, dude. Tampa Bay, I, they fucked up when they changed that shit. <laughs> I get why they had to do it the because rain. people are nuts, but yeah. Worst ones? Oh, my. Remember those? Oh, oh, yes. oh, oh no. When did that happen? I do need this Bill Madlock hat, though, by the way. No, no. Go go one underneath that, that picture with Johnny Damon. Look at that one with the first picture. Look at the Iron Pigs. The Iron Pigs with a tuxedo T-shirt. I can yeah, dig minor that. league. Minor league doesn't count. But go it's to not Johnny. Da- all, by the way, go That's to cool. Johnny. Those are, our, those are our Bonanza uniforms right there. Go to Johnny way. Damon all the way in the bottom. 
one row down. Oh, all the, yeah. So although I don't, you don't remember this, dude. This is when they, the Major League Baseball had like a futuristic night. What the? And hell? so these, I don't remember. these, these teams wore these jerseys that they were supposed to be wearing, like what they thought would be in the future. That Pirates one in the first picture was one of them. This really? Johnny Damon's what Royals one, this? and then Sorry. go to the go to the top right corner there. That's Ken Griffey Jr. in the Mariners one. The Mariners one was actually kind of dope. Fizz, go up, up to the up. top right corner. Oh, I'm in the wrong. Sorry, top left oh, corner. It's the Reds, right. right? Top right oh, corner. Oh yeah, the sleeve. Oh, no, God. that's the Mariners, dude. Oh, that's Mariners? It's Mariners, yeah. yeah. They've got the, uh, they've got oh, the comp. That's yeah. D Gordon, dude. But yeah, Griffey actually pulled it off. Those were kind of fucking clean. But that was like the MLB did it. Like it was like one night. It was like futurist oh, future night guess, or something. Do you guys remember yeah. this Orioles uniform? Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. Sorry. But... That's the one that says "fuck you" or "fuck face." <laughs> yeah, you can't see it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't think those anyway, pirates are ugly. If you're from Chicago, make sure you see the movie Eight Bit Christmas. If you're especially if you're like a kid that wanted a Nintendo back when you were a kid, it's based in Batavia, and yes, it makes a lot of Jules jokes and uh, a lot of Packer anti-Packer jokes. And the uh, who else? Who had the sick baby blue in that picture? The group picture with uh, Uncle McCutcheon in the second row. Those are the Rays jerseys I was talking about. The one that. Langora has mm-hmm. on right there. Um, these are bad. These were bad. These Indians ones with that font those sucked. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Diamondbacks had pretty clean uniforms. Yes. Too. No, I'm Dude, telling you, like nineties, like nineties with the big giant logos. That just looks mm-hmm. cool. I don't know. Look Maybe that's just nostalgia, but it looks cool. Look at Crabzilla. They got eyeballs on their butt cheeks. You can't count minor leagues, dude. There's some wild. Is that shit minor leagues? It's yeah. MLB.com. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Yeah, about that's it. minor leagues. But there's these are. Johnny Damon wearing that Royals, that Royals uniform was hideous. Yeah, for that one. <laughs> bright mustard yellow. I'm really I'm, pretty sure I the Diamondbacks don't had a cool uniform. I don't think the Diamondbacks have had a really cool uniform ever to me. Stop it. The Diamondbacks. No, the, the black jerseys. The black jerseys with like. the – I like their 90s. Diamondbacks. I dig these Cubs uniforms right here. With, especially without the C on the hat too, just the blank hat. I love it. No, I need something on my hat. From the high yeah. socks. I can't uh, do too plain for me. These Rockies uniforms. Oh, that was the futuristic. Larry those Walker. Are all, yeah. yeah. Oh, those are bad. Dude, that that night was brutal. The Mariners had the best one, and it, it's mainly because they had Ken Griffey Jr. and he swagged it out. But like, <laughs> it was that. bad, dude. For everyone listening, this is why you have to tune in every Wednesday night. Yeah, so you can. Actually the Mariners are cool with the with the trident and the M. Yeah, but if you wear that in Chicago right now, you're getting shot in the face. Yep. <laughs> but there's the White Sox uniforms forever, right there. Yep. Shorts with high socks and knee pads, with just a little bit of skin showing, just enough to get a raspberry when you slide into the. What the fuck is this? The disco. Ew. That is a real uniform. That's Brooklyn Dodgers right there. What is material that silk? is that? Is that out? silk? That is yeah, silk. I dig the cleats though. The cleats are awesome. They're just black, which I love. Just it all looks black. like something like, like your grandma would have made out of a curtain or some shit like that. Like <laughs> this is beautiful. What is this velvet? Velvet. <laughs> all right, fellas. Uh, we did get through everyone's questions, so thank you very much to everyone that asked questions. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, we'll probably do it again next week because it was actually kind of fun and hopefully the questions just evolve from there um if anything breaks i again i don't see anything happening until february uh we'll jump all over it um key for the lockout we got hoping the 
hoping we'll have some special guests on here in the near future. Um, I won't be here next week, but I think you too, if you want, jump on. I don't know if anything's going to be popping off, but uh, yeah, for all the fids, I'm Zoe. Uh, that's Pinwheels and Ivy. We'll see you guys soon. Bye, guys. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now Wrigley or Gantee So the whole league that we hear now New show with a new mood Discussions and interviews Straight rumors that might be This is Pinwheels and Knife Yeah This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the boy, yeah Every season they get all changed Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the boy